now you caged in This is what boys turn to made men This ain't no game, ain't no playpen Come with the hook and the kick, now your stomach is sick and there ain't no escaping Come to the cage and get knocked out Come into work and get clocked out Get hit with uppercut, straight to the uppercut Down for the count and he can't even talk now This MMA, what we talking about? Yeah, you tuned into the pod now Gonna be hard for you to stop now Yeah, we caged in What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Caged In. I'm your host, Chris DiCarlo. Today, I got a very special guest on the line. It's your boy, Shameless Don Shanus. How you doing today, Don? What's up, Chris? How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, I've been meaning to get you on for a bit, so I'm glad that I finally get the opportunity to chop it up with you for a little bit. Let's go. Let's go. So I know you are 11 and 3 professionally. Mm-hmm. You are fighting on June 4th for Cage Titans for the featherweight title versus Bryce Picard. Um, I want to get into that fight and some of your past fights, but first I kind of like to go back when I get someone that I haven't talked to yet. I like, kind of like to go back and talk about the beginning of the career and kind of what got you and everything into the sport. Is that cool? Uh, we Can we thought, do a little yeah, bit of that? Yeah, where are we starting? We started at my pro career. We started at my amateur. We started. I kind of want to. I kind of want to know, like, what got you into the gym originally? How'd you get started in training MMA? Kind of, what was your your background there? Okay, so I wrestled in high school, mm-hmm. and then I, I kind of was forced to go to college for my parents. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to college. I'm going to play football. Um, so I went to UMass Dartmouth and. Uh, I didn't even get to try out for the football team. Like the roster was full before I even got there. And they're like, Oh yeah, you can walk on. And then I get there and they're like, yeah, that's going to be a no. I'm like, <laughs> what I'm fucking captain of my, my high school team. And, and you're not even gonna let me try out. That's bullshit. So I said, fuck it. So what, what happened was I got really drunk that night. My buddy, Tony Watson, T Watt. <laughs> and, uh, he's a man. Uh, and, uh, like it, UMass Dartmouth, it, it's right next to New Bedford. So mm-hmm. uh, there was a bunch of kids from New Bedford. Ve- my very first night in college, a bunch of kids from New Bedford, right? And it's like two in the morning and I'm like sitting on this bench and um, some kid just like came up to me. He was like with all his boys and he just like came up to me. He was like, yo, I heard you were talking shit to my boy yesterday. I'm like, that's funny, dude. Like, yeah, what the hell? um, I moved in today. Like you yeah. got the <laughs> not me. So like I'm like, yeah, that's I think you're wrong. So <laughs> he uh he goes like back over to his friends. And then like a little bit of time goes by and I think I was like talking to some girl. And there was only like one girl there. So every guy was like trying to talk to her. And I was like just sitting there talking to her. And um he comes back over. He's like, nah, bro, my my boy definitely said it was you. I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. So I'm like, yeah. fuck uh so meanwhile i like get up to like start going to my dorm because i was right outside my roberts which was the name of the dorms really shitty fucking dorms i hope they fucking redid them (laughs) because i lived in a shithole yeah Uh, i know that feeling bro and uh my buddy tony watson comes around the corner from the building and he's like wails his arms down he's like tom what the fuck is going on so um I'm like, yo, Tony, I'm going to bed. These kids are trying to start some problems. So I'm like, fuck this. All right. So as Tony's like walking away, Tony lived at the dorms across the quad. So right. there's like a dorm set up. So he's walking to his dorm from where that kid confronted me. 
I, I start walking to my dorm and some kid gets off the bench, just bitch smacks Tony in the back of the head. Jesus right. Christ. For no reason. Like yeah, Tony's like, walking to his dorm mm-hmm. and um, Tony turns around and mind you, Tony was like, he was one of my homies, mm-hmm. but he was like, Owen 14 high school wrestler. Yeah. Like <laughs> he was an athletic kid, but like right. he, he, he couldn't fight his way out of paper bag. <laughs> and um, hate to see that. Yeah, so he 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 throws a haymaker from hell, completely misses, gets blasted in the face. I like run, I try and like grab Tony and like pull him away from this dude. Now people are beating Tony up. Someone's beating me up. I'm mm-hmm. like, so somehow I find the biggest guy and I just tackle him. Right. So I'm trying to like choke this guy unconscious. Meanwhile, I'm getting stomped on, kicked on, fucking. Yeah. I got smashed in the face with a bottle. That wasn't Jesus. fun. So then we hear sirens and everyone takes off and I'm just fucking waiting there bleeding, like yelling at the cops, like, Hey, what the fuck took you guys so long? Like, exactly, yeah. it's fucking bullshit. Like this is my first night here. Fuck you. <laughs> what a so, first night. dude. Jesus yeah. Christ. Welcome to UMass shithole. I mean, Dartmouth. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's what got you started in like that kind of started your kickstart of your journey into MMA. You're kind of like, you know what? I kind of got to get my no. game up. What happened was like a week later, we had uh, UMass Dartmouth emails. I get a random email from a gym around the corner and um, to like, it was like a Taekwondo gym that offered jujitsu and I wanted to fuck around a little bit. So I just like showed up and uh, I wrestled in high school. So right. there was like a, a time where kids could go in and do MMA. So the, the guy was kind of like, yeah, he was like a fucking bullshit blue belt that fucking thought he was the man, but owned a gym. Right. And um, I think his name was Bruce. Like, if 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 I want to say his name was Bruce, but um, it's funny because the guy that does media for Cage Titans was part of this group. Uh, so <laughs> like, if you know Nick, uh, yeah, I know Nick. Nick. He's the man. Dude, he was part of that group. So no like, uh, when we were like. 19 we would just go to this fucking random gym right around the corner from the school and um no, I'm good. and uh like go there and we used to have like fight night so everyone what we do is uh we put a dollar in a jar mm. and like w- that would add up and at the end of the semester whoever had the most wins got to keep all the money well because all i did was wrestle i just right. like so fuck these people and um it turned out Bruce just kept all the money anyways. But oh, uh yeah. Fucking <laughs> yeah, Bruce, he, he was like a scumbag. <laughs> I remember he like talked me into getting a fight. I'm like, look, my parents are gonna be pissed if I get a fight. I can't do it. He's like, bro, just it's up in Maine, like it'll be at 185. I'm like, dude, I wrestled at 170, I'll fight at 170. He's like, right. yeah, 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 well, 185. So meanwhile, <laughs> it's it's break in between semesters, and mm. I'm supposed to fight in a couple of weeks, and I walk into Bishop's boxing and fitness. And I'm like, hey, I got to fight in a couple of weeks. Can I can I train here during the break? He's like, who the fuck are you? Like, oh, I didn't pull the fuck out of that. They're setting you up to get hurt. So yeah. I just no showed the fight. And then like six months later, after, you know, getting some boxing in at Bishops, I took my first amateur fight. Hell yeah. That's quite the story, my dude. It is. Fucking <laughs> I fucking. Oh, man, it's crazy. Stupid. Were you a fan? Were you a fan of the sport growing up too? Like, were you watching the UFC and shit when you were like going up through high school and college and whatnot? Yeah, so I was watching WEC and UFC. So it's like Mm -hmm. I knew uh, Uriah Faber, Donald Cerrone from the WEC, and then like when that got absorbed, it was like fucking Strike Force and Pride and 
UFC and Brock Lesnar and, and yeah. like that, that's kind of the era that I started watching it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we kind of grew up in that same era then. I was kind exactly. of on the same path. So it, like when I was 18, that was 2008, 2009. So like that's when I started getting into it and then fucking around in my basement with my friends just fucking wrestling on fucking rugs on underneath or on top of cement, you know, yeah. floors. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, my dad got pissed because my buddy Dave Malone, he was a couple, he was a senior. He was a really big power lift. I put his ass through my 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 wall in my basement. So, oh no! I'm like, dude, my my wall, my walls in my parents' basement have so many fucking filled holes of fucking asses and fists and whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Um, your nickname, Shameless, bro. What's the story behind that? Ah, uh, bro, man. Like when I when I, I like to, I like to party, man. Of course. And uh, obviously that that. I don't get to do that anymore with uh, my career choice, but if you ever caught me out drinking, which you'll never catch me out drinking, um, I liked to, to party hard mm. and uh, it, it wasn't just alcohol. I really partied. So if you caught Dude. me out, the things got weird and, and I, I just didn't give a fuck. So right. ironically, you know, shameless kind of just stuck. It works with my name and I love it. So fuck it. Hey man, it's, I mean, it kind of flow is nice. These shameless Don Shane. It, it all fits together. It's money. Hell yeah. get a like, it's so of course good. it just it's sounds good. like it just sounds so good together yeah. um so you're currently out in uh kansas city right you're out training oh. over at glory mma you're originally a massachusetts guy what kind of yep. prompted your move to kansas city to get um some training in over at glory so the pandemic bent me the fuck over um obviously the pandemic wasn't good for anyone except for millionaires but yep. boy did it bend me the fuck over um I went from the first time in my life being financially stable and successful and not ever having to worry about money, paying rent, anything to like, yo, I'm in serious debt. Um, I was in a relationship I didn't want to be in. And uh, it was one of those things where it was like, I was supposed to make a lot of money. Um, pretty much like I was going to make thousands of dollars uh, fighting for cage titans because you know i sold thirty thousand dollars worth of tickets i just crushed my sponsorships i placed a seven thousand dollar merchandise order and all that shit adds up you know so yeah, i was sure. supposed to fight for them against Darius estelle uh april 4th 2020 yeah 2020 and uh like two weeks prior to that fight the pandemic struck so i lose thirty thousand mm -hmm. dollars right i lose my bartending job mm -hmm. i invested some money into a In gym March, yeah that I'm like, fuck, that I couldn't even fucking go to to train. Exactly. You know? And it, it was just like one of those things that like I had, I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? So meanwhile, I signed with Iridium mm -hmm. and um, House, the day I signed with him, he was like, hey, uh, we got a contender series fight looking at uh, Phil at the end of the week. Can you make weight? In it? And this is like, six seven months after i haven't been doing anything you know how mass was you couldn't get a treadmill training partners couldn't link yep. up with my coaches everything was shut the fuck down and you were kind of an asshole if you were like no fuck you and i was definitely no one of those no fuck you guys like right. this is bullshit but i like, gotta get I your work in somewhere bro i mean that's your livelihood yeah. you can't because now you're a fucking asshole if you fucking go to the grocery store and you fucking infect someone else so mm. so it was just like one of those things where it's like i couldn't find any training i got fat I was like 185, 190 pounds, Damn. and I compete at 145. Like, yo, can you yeah, make exactly. weight? No. Yeah. Then he hit me up the next week. Can you make weight? No. 
and these yeah. are contender series, contender series, and then yeah. a couple weeks by, and then it's a UFC fight, short notice. I can't fucking make weight. Like, I'm not going to be an asshole and take a fight I can't make weight to. If that's not fair to you and not fair to me. Like, that's the last thing you want to do, especially in the UFC. You know, it's one thing to miss weight, but you can't miss weight, lose, and be a fucking dickhead about it. So, um, it, it was just like one of those things where I was just like, fuck this. Um, so I called up my coach. I quit fighting. He called me back late the next day. He's like, hey, I think you're being a bitch. Uh, let me see what I can do. He called House. House called Kraus. Kraus talked to my coach, Eric, back home. On Friday, I talked to Kraus, uh, who's my head coach right now. Yep. And he was kind of like, yo, why should I let you here? I'm like, I'll be honest, man. Like, I off- can offer you nothing but working hard, you know? Yeah. And if, if you give me an opportunity, like, I ain't going to fuck it up. So that was pretty much our conversation. And then, uh, you know, my original game plan was to go to Kansas City, check it out, and check out a few other gyms after this. I was here for two days. I'm like, yeah, I'm not fucking leaving. And Kraus is unbelievable to me. You know, he paid for my first month's rent here. And um, he's given me a place to stay, like, five minutes from the gym uh, in in a fighter house with some super cool people. Yeah, that's dope. The facility to train at, mm-hmm. and with, with some fucking high, high, high level guys. And, and, oh, yeah. and if you go to Massachusetts and the skill set in Massachusetts, yeah, there's some good people there. Well, those good people are spread out three hours away from each other, so you got to drive an hour and a half to get to one or two of them. That's exactly. cool. I'm five minutes from fucking twenty of them. Exactly. Um, and so it, it's, it's kind of got you whole fucking culture thing. Yeah. They got you in a house full of all other guys and girls that train at uh, train at Glory. It's just like a yeah. big fighter house. Dude, that's sick. That's exactly what it is. You know, it's awesome. Uh, for What's that about, culture like, shot. Oh, it's the culture change been like for you over there. Well, I'm, I mean, dude, it, it's like, yo, you're here at 10 a.m. Don't be fucking late. Mm-hmm. Don't be an asshole. Work your ass off. You know, and then then it's like every week someone's fighting in the UFC. The amount of guys that have been pulled into the UFC, like on short notice, is fucking crazy. I think we got eighteen to twenty guys on the current roster right now, and I'll be the next one. Oh, dude, we see Kraus walking guys out pretty much on every UFC card. For real, it, it's, crazy. it's ridiculous. He's know? got one of like one of the best like up and coming gyms like that we've seen in a long time. It's it, it's definitely on the map now. Oh, for sure, it, it is. It, there's world class talent here in the middle of fucking West Bumfuck. Yeah, and there's a bunch of people that will like outlet there and like travel for like. I talked to um Anthony Romero, who mm-hmm. uh, he Yo, was down there for a little bit. Yeah, I actually trained with him. He's a cool dude. I, yeah. I shoot with his brother all the time because his brother's with Iridium, or I yeah. think he's like a. I don't know if he's an agent. I don't think he's an agent. I think he's like an intern for Iridium. Yeah. He's a young kid. He, he's the fucking man. So I'm gonna give Simon a shout out right now. He's gonna be yeah. pumped. Hell yeah. Uh, I talked, yeah, like I said, I talked to Anthony. I had him on the, on the show before his last fight. And, um, he was talking about the, just the culture and how great glory MMA is. And he was only down there for a couple weeks, I believe. And he said it was amazing. So that's why I had to ask you about it. Cause the gym, just everybody that's been there that I've talked to just raves about it. It's crazy. Well, well, the thing too, is like back home, everyone is something and a fighter. It's like, yo, I was a bartender and a fighter. Exactly. Yo, I, I work construction. I'm a fighter. Yo, I do this in a fighter. It's like it's more like a, a part-time. Th- no, motherfucker. Here, you're a full-time fighter, and then maybe you might have a side hustle a or side two. Gig, yeah. side. But mm-hmm. but like, if you're not a full-time fighter, don't don't even fucking waste your time. Exactly. When you come back out here for your Cage Titans fight, is anybody from Glory going to be in your corner, or do you still run with your same 
Massachusetts cornerman that you used to run with? So my last two times I've competed for Kesha, or last three times, mm-hmm. I've flown people out. But this time, I think I'm going to fly solo. I think that uh, my coaches back home are going to take care of it. But uh, it, it's just a financial thing because Cage Trends isn't paying for me to fly out there. I'm paying for that on my own dime. I'm paying for my coaches to come out. It, it just gets fucking expensive. Yeah, so exactly. it's like, I do really well come Cage Trends with sponsorships and ticket sales. That's great. But like two, 3,000 of that is just to get me and my coaches there. You know? Exactly. It all and, adds and up. That's a, and that's a big fucking hit, you, you know, like you, you don't realize that how much that I'm paying to get the people back in there. And, and it's not like cage Titans can do anything about it because they're on a budget and I get exactly. that mm-hmm. technically I'm the local guy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, man, it is, it's all, it it's such a situation that kind of just, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but just something that you know, like you kind of have to deal with and like everything just has to come together for you eventually. So expensive. And, yeah. and, now I'm not in a financial place to where I can afford to do that every fucking month because I'm fighting uh, my fourth time in four months. Yeah. So like you think about, you know, granted my last two fights, um, two of my four fights have been in Kansas city, but two have been home. That's fucking four to six grand right then and there, you yeah. know, just on fucking flights and, and bullshit and making sure they got rides and places to stay and food and shit like that, you know? So let's exactly. say five grand on just, that, that 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 has nothing to do with me so it gets expensive yeah bro it all just comes off the top and comes out of money out of your pocket at the end of the day you know it's it's definitely a uh not a situation you want to want to be in at, at all um let's talk about some of your last fights bro. like uh we'll go back your last loss was in july 2021 versus nate williams you've yep. been on a four fight win streak since then um since that loss kind of what's china kind of clicked in your mind and what's kind of changed and kind of put you on this on this streak that you've been on recently well, well all right yeah i lost a fight i lost to judges right so it's mm. like what what do you base fights off of do you base fights off of damage or control this is what we've been talking about the last week too since coming off this last ufc card everybody's been talking about the same conversation man so you're asking me i really couldn't even give you an answer because i don't think anybody fucking knows at this point i'm just saying that fight i don't feel like i lost yes losing sucks it is what it is on the record books it is what it is i'm not making any excuses For sure. but Here's the thing, right? My opponent's missed weight by a weight class. A weight class, all right? At, at some point, I ain't going to say no. I just spent 2000 bucks to fly here, exactly. you know, get my coaches out here. And then my homie, I find out, misses weight by fucking 10, 11 pounds. All right, cool, whatever, yeah. fuck it. He's really fucking good. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I landed all the damage in the fight. He held more control positions in that fight. So... A different set of judges might have gave me the the, the fight. That sure. being said, round one was close. Mm-hmm. Round two and three, I won hands down. Round four, he won. Round five was a toss-up. Now, if you're judging the scoring on control and time, okay. Round one, I would have won. Two, three, I would have won. Five is a toss-up. Four, he won. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it was a misweight. You fucking, I won two and three. He even if you give him round one, that dude, it is what it is. Like I, I, I had nothing to fucking look away from, hang my head on. I oh, yeah. fucking thing out on the line. I didn't get the fucking judge's decision. Yeah. I felt like I won. It is what it is. Fuck. I hear you, bro. So moving. since then, since then, bro, we're we're moving forward, man. What what kind of clicked for you going into the into the four fight win streak after that? Was that fight kind of just like, all right, dude, I'm not 
letting the shit go to the judges no more. And you just kind of were like, it's not even that. It's just like, no, fuck everyone. Fuck the judges. <laughs> fuck my opponent. Fuck, fuck everyone. You know, it's, it's, it's like my last fight. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm a fucking gangster. Like no one else is fighting this much against Chris Lencioni against fucking uh, Cody Fisher, a UFC vet, Bellator vet, mm-hmm. uh, winning records in front of Dana White. Short notice, Chris Lencioni, five days. Uh, Cody Fister, two and a half, three weeks. Like, like, who else is doing that? Wrong weight class. Uh, so it's like, who the fuck's doing that? It, it, I got a giant fucking chip on my shoulder and a giant fuck you to say to everyone. Mm-hmm. I hear you, man. You, like you said, you're one of the most active fighters out here right now. Four, four fights, four months going up weight class that you don't even want to fight in just to stay active and get, get your fucking licks in in the wrong weight class. Exactly. That's nuts. Um, talking about that Lencioni fight, how did you end up getting on that looking for a fight card? Cause I know people were chomping at the bit to get on that card. Uh, I originally talked to the promoter and he told me it was happening. Then he told me the, the card was full. Mm -hmm. Uh, fast forward, I'm training, I'm training, I'm training. I'm supposed to fight Shane Manley, uh, February 5th. Shane Manley pulls out. They rescheduled that fight for the 25th because he had COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, so they rescheduled the fight. They made a whole new fight card for me to fight the 25th. Mm-hmm. And then the UFC wanted to put two more experienced guys. Pretty much what happened to call a spade a spade. The UFC wanted to sign Chris Lencioni. He was perfect for the fucking Nelk boys and their sponsorship. They needed someone from their fight. Oh, yeah. You played spoiler. Fuck yeah. That. You know what? So I, I fucking ruined ruin their fucking plans. Uh, he ain't signed to the UFC and to the Nelk boys. So fuck you. You know, like Fact. we were cool before the fight, but like, I was going to say, you guys knew each other beforehand, right? Yeah. We, we trained together. We were cool, but like he, like, I don't know what happened, but he wouldn't shake my hand after the fight. And, and you know what? Like, and he said some shit online so he can fuck himself. Uh, they can fuck him. Everyone can fuck themselves. Hey man. Uh, that seems to be like the, the ride that you're, the wave that you're riding right now, man. You just fuck everybody. It's, yeah. it's shameless time, right? Yeah. I mean, dude, Let's I'm ready it. to take it right this weekend. If the UC called me right fucking now, it's like, hey, someone fell out at 45. You want to fight? Yes. Hell I'll yeah. drop everything and go right to Vegas. That's I'm the type shape, of, right? exactly. That's the type of, um, demeanor and energy that the ufc looks for they want these guys that will like that's why you think they praise like the guys like cowboy Cerrone who fight like eight times who used to fight like eight times in a year like they love the guys that step in james Krause as well he's one of those guys as well who just will step in and you kidding me yeah exactly they love these guys with that gangster mentality that will step in on short notice and go in there and and you know do their thing and and put a show on for the crowd so you have that energy and it's only a matter of time until you get your shot look they Dude, it might happen fucking tomorrow. I get the call. I don't yeah. know. It's going it to happen, happen eventually. It's not. Yeah. You never fucking know, dude. It's one of those things. Position to where either they're going to call me or I'm going to fucking ruin every up and comer along the way. And like, ah, oh, shit. Oh, we, we were looking at this guy. Don't keep him away from me. I promise yeah. you. Hell yeah. Um, you're FAC lightweight title champion. You beat mm-hmm. Cody Fister, like you mentioned. Um, you took that fight on short notice. Uh, yeah. did you, did you feel like after that fight, you was when you were going to get your call? Like you felt like that was the moment where you're like, all right, this now, this is my time. I, I don't know, man. I was fired up after that fight. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I didn't expect that fight to go like that. You know, yeah. like I expected a much harder fight. Um, granted it's a fight. Anything can happen, but, uh, exactly. 
it is what it is. You know, I took yeah. no damage, quick turnaround, and uh, fuck it. Yeah. yeah, you went in there and you dominated a ex UFC veteran in in Cody Fister, put him away in the first round. Very impressive performance. You are now the FAC lightweight champion. You have any um, any are you de- are you depending on or planning on defending that title at all or is that something that you're not really interested in plans. you know I, I take one foot at a time but i've already fucking started calling some bullshit out like all right fac 155 champ coming back home 145 champ for cage shines ufc doesn't call cool i'll go to ces two weeks later beat up nate garib take their 145 title their vacant 145 title i'll take three fucking belts in two month and a half yeah three different uh, promotions two yeah, different weight classes I run through this guy, which which I'm on a fucking tear right now. So if I do what I'm planning on doing, uh, I come out uninjured. And granted, it's a fight. Anything can happen. But uh, I come out uninjured. Fucking I'll make the cut to 45 again and fight for the CES title. I'll fucking take their main event. They don't even know it yet. I haven't even talked to them about it. I'll fucking take. I will fucking call CES that fucking night. If I do exactly what I, I want to do, I'll call them that night. I'll say, hey, I'm your fucking main event. Get this guy. He already won't accepted the fight. Let's do this. Hell yeah. Dude, that is that would be absolutely insane. I feel like the CES thing would just like adding another belt to your collection would be ridiculous. Do I feel like that you need to do that to get to the UFC? No, I feel like you should be there already. But just to do, keep, I need to do anything to get there? No, that's what I'm saying. I don't think you do. But the fact that you're not in the UFC yet and you're still willing to go out here and put your ass on the line and make big fights and, and make big moves is um pretty impressive it's a fuck you to everyone is what it is yeah. it's fuck everyone. it really fuck. is dude I, you, I, you, I, sa- you said that you said that's the kind of that the wave that you're riding on and you're proving it you're back you're backing it up you're talking the talk and walking it so oh i i, I gotta make that walk the fourth whether it's in massachusetts or vegas so we'll see thanks so right now we're, we're planning on june 4th in massachusetts versus bryce mccauley we talked about earlier you've had an opportunity to to hold professional cage titans gold before but it kind of slipped through the fingers and the fights ended up evaporating and nothing ended up coming from it but now this is this is the one right this is the one where you finally get to get in there and and get that belt hey we'll see the fourth you know that's why exactly anything can happen uh, what do you know about this guy that you're fighting he's from france looks super athletic um has some cool promos on fucking Instagram. Like Cage Titans just reposted one of his things doing muscle ups. I'm like you can do all the muscle ups in the world, but once I get yeah. my hands on you, man, it's it's. What do you see in his game uh, specifically? Like what kind? Of, I don't know much about him myself, so mm-hmm. I'm curious. What do you see in his game specifically? Like is he more of a grappler? Is he more of a striker? Uh so from what I've heard, is he's more a judo guy. Uh I did see a clip of him knocking someone the fuck out. I don't know how good or bad that guy was, how long ago. Right. Uh, but ever like, dude, when you get to the next level, everyone's fucking good. Everyone's explosive. A- everyone. It doesn't yeah. fucking matter. I it hear you, bro. Matter. It's just I, another it's just another guy in front of you that needs to get beat in order yeah. for you to a- accomplish it's your ultimate goal. Oh. oh, of course. Of course. It's fighting, man. So you're both getting locked into a cage and somebody's somebody's gonna yeah. get beat up. So that's, how the, that's how the game goes. Uh, game was cramping. Oh, no. Uh, so you win this fight versus Bryce. You become the FAC lightweight champion, Cage Titans uh, featherweight champion. 
Um, do you, I know you said that you don't really prefer, you don't prefer to fight at lightweight, but if that's, is that another weight class that kind of gives you more flexibility and versatility going forward, like that you can fight in that class if you want to? If it's my ticket into the UFC, yes. I'm not interested in fighting at 55, mm -hmm. uh, especially as you get higher up in levels. Uh, I feel at glory, I felt real 55ers. Mm -hmm. It's not a strength. It's not a mindset. It's not a skill thing. It's a frame thing. Mm -hmm. you know it, it i'm a small i'm i'm not small i'm a short 45 mm -hmm. i don't need to be a tiny 55 all right you no know, i could be a good 55 or i could be a fan like a fucking phenomenal 45 right so it's like well, when you're playing with the best in the world frames matter matchup like that that shit matters more than you believe definitely um what kind of separates you from the rest of these guys kind of on the outside of the UFC looking in? Like kind of what sets you apart and puts you at the cream of the crop of those guys chomping at the bit to get a UFC contract? Who's chomping at the bit right now? Uh, I like What guys are you talking about? I don't know. I think there's a lot of guys on the regional scenes that are like looking for their way into the UFC. Everyone's looking their way into the UFC. Like nothing's Like, Like if you're doing this and you're not trying to get in the UFC, you're going to get hurt. Right. But like... If, I feel if, like there's still a lot of top guys, though, that are out here that are grinding for contracts. You see a lot of these guys in the LFAs and in the CFFCs and even Cage Titans and FAC. What kind of yeah, puts you I, at, at the top of those? Off, man, like I watched some of these fights. I'm like, really? That guy's fucking that record. What? Mm -hmm. Like, how many cans did they beat? Right. Yeah, you know, it's like, how many real tests have they had? Look, I, I trust me, I, I'm not perfect. I've lost some fights. But uh, I've been tested. I know exactly who I am. So hell yeah, like, like fuck, fuck all these guys, dude. Like I hear you. Cool. Like I'm not even paying attention to them. Hell yeah, I love that. I love your energy, bro. I love the energy, and I love it. More important things to worry about day in and day out at the gym than I do fucking these other guys. Like, I don't even know who you're talking about. If, <laughs> if you have anyone specific, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. I've seen a lot of guys that are in that that I fucking mop that ass. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm sure you train with a lot of these guys as well that are not in the UFC, and then you see how tough they are. Dude, dude, l l let me tell you something, right? Like, you get guys in the UFC that don't belong there, and then you get guys that are world killers that you'll never know. Mm -hmm. You'll never fucking know. Right. That are fucking world killers. Mm -hmm. Or, or losing records, or right. like, You'll never fucking know. Hell yeah. Who are a couple guys in your gym right now that people don't really have their eyes on that should? Want to give a couple of them name drop a little bit? Everyone. Everyone. Like, dude, there's so many guys and girls. There's yeah. so many. Like, you, you, you got no idea, man. Like, just to see the culture here, it, it, everyone. Like, mm -hmm. You ain't lasting long in this gym if you're not on that track. Like I, I can't even, I can't even begin to to fucking say because it it's like my first day. I got my ass beat by a fucking hammy, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa, where the fuck did he? He went pro now. Yeah, yeah. I'll, oh, shout out, he he's fucking good. But he came in, he's like, no, nah, this is my space. I'm like, all right, bud, fuck. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude everyone hell yeah um right now if you could cut a promo for dana white as to why you deserve to be in in the show could you cut a promo for him right now you want me to cut a promo for dana white 
yo, I had my fucking shot. They didn't give me the fucking microphone in front of them. Dude, I had him fucking sit in front row. Motherfucker didn't give me the microphone. Yeah. My shit. Yeah, I don't even know what I'd say, but uh Yeah. That's, dude. That's crazy. Uh, I'm sorry. Why didn't they give you the mic? I was no post no post fight interview? I wasn't the main or co main event. I think they're uh, like fight pass they weren't doing time. And uh they're doing everything for the Dana White's looking for a fight in the Nelk boys. So yeah. Um I actually wasn't even super happy with my uh performance that night. You know, I thought I could have got the finish and I didn't. So I was a little disappointed there, but it is what it is. Yeah. It was a pretty dominant performance nonetheless. Just oh, didn't yeah. didn't get the finish, but decisive win for sure. All right, man. I appreciate you talking to me. Before right. I get you out of here, bro, I want to just do a couple just like random questions. You know what I mean? Nothing too serious. Right. Crazy. Um do you have a walkout song right now for Cage Titans 53? Haven't even thought about it. Haven't even thought about it. I love that. If you could go pro in a different sport, what sport would it be? Uh, put me at 6'5", I'd be in the NFL. 6'5", dude? That's, that'd be crazy. Yeah. A 6'5", Don Shanis, dude? Yeah. No, Nobody wants to see that. I'd be in the NFL <laughs> and then fall back to the UFC. <laughs> Of course. If you were to make it into the UFC, who's your dream opponent? If someone, maybe someone you looked up to that you would like to get in there and mix it up with? Anybody now, in particular? Are we talking about like when I get in there? Because um, either or I, I got a hit list right now. I got. I hit would list. love to see that hit list. Okay. Where do I <laughs> fucking chase Hooper? Charles Rosa. Who else? Darren Elkins, Tristan Conley. Like those are four off the top of my head. Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, I think that Chase Hooper, kid's fucking like 20 years old. Mm -hmm. He's got great jits. I think that's a great fight for me. Oh, yeah. uh, let's see how he does under pressure. Charles Rosa, great jiu-jitsu. How does he do under pressure? Uh, Tristan Conley, punching back. Darren Elkins, punching back. Hell yeah. Those are just off the top of my head. Off the top, I love it. And you actually have an actual list written down? And like a, you have like a notebook yeah, or something? Oh, in your mind? <laughs> Hell yeah. I love that, dude. Um, let's see. Are you a gambling man? Do you play? Do you gamble? Yo, I'm a fucking degenerate, bro. <laughs> when you're on the roulette table, are you red or black? Dude, I'm not on the roulette table, but I'll play craps and blackjack all night. Hell I yeah. put in fucking 12-hour shifts. Granted, I can't be doing that shit. <laughs> right. not good for me, but... I hear you. I'm the same way, but with sports, with sports yeah. betting, that's kind of my downfall. Mm. Um, What's your... Uh, say it again? You bet on. Dude, I bet on... Uh, I've been doing baseball right now, ripping like three or four game parlays. Um, I bet on the UFC fights every weekend. I do that kind of for content and also for like, for fun, try and make a little bit of money. I love what do you, sports. What have you been through? Are you, do you have like your own bookie or do you? Yeah. Suck? Yeah. I'm a real degenerate. I got, I got, I got, a, I got a bookie and all. Um, and then I love sports. Oh, I fucking love like horse racing betting, like the Derby and the, and the Preakness and stuff like that. That's fair. Uh, uh, after this, let's talk. Cause, uh, Let's talk. Yes, I'm down. <laughs> I, I know where you're going, and I'm with it. Um, do you have a dream arena that you'd like to fight in someday? Any place in particular? Uh, yeah, TD Garden. I'd love to fight. Fuck yeah. I'd actually love to fight in London. I lived in London as a kid, and I'd oh, love yeah? to go back to London uh, and fight out there. Like in the O2? Wherever, dude. Ever. Like, yeah, I, got, sick. I, I lived in Newcastle, and uh, I got friends from the town I grew up in, or I spent a year there that would come out in London to see me fight, which I think would be pretty dope. Like I was 10 years old. I'm fucking yeah, 30. Yeah. So that would be sick. Go there and be like, yo, Hey, yeah, you know? for sure, dude. Um, Hey man, 
it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to, to sit down and, and talk some shit with me. You know, I appreciate it. And um, I'm sure if, do you at Cage Titans, do you come out in the like arena beforehand? Or are you kind of up in the mats and doing your thing? I bounce around. I float around and do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like you'll see me. You won't see me. I'm like a gypsy. I'll fucking be there. <laughs> it's like. Oh, yeah. Something will happen off in the background. You turn your head, boop, where the fuck you go, you know? Got you. All right, man. Well, if I see you in the arena, I'll make sure I come say what's up to you for sure. Um, cool beans. Cool All right, beans. Brother. Best of luck June 4th. Uh, go get that W. And uh, I, can't wait to, I can't wait to hear whatever shit you're about to talk on the mic afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Have a good one. Uh, stay safe, and uh, I'll see you on June 4th. You too. Peace. Later, brother.